We've had a chance to talk to a lot of really fun people, some interesting people with some good perspective, Andy, over the season behind enemy lines and in the territory of Patriots opponents. Phil is one of my favorites. He was great. What a good a good guy, good perspective. Shine, basically, he was saying he thinks we're going to see another version of what we've seen recently, low-scoring affairs, that the Patriots' defense will likely drag the Vikings down to their level. And that's kind of the way the Patriots have had to win recently, not we're going to surge offensively and try to keep up with you in a track meet. Rather, it's the Patriots trying to drag people down to their level because that level is all this offense can compete with. And he also said that he, you know, he, like everyone else, doesn't think the Patriots will be able to put up any points Thursday night. So it's yeah. Thanksgiving and it's kickoff at 820, Shime. Give me your first thoughts. Yeah, so uh, I've kind of had a discussion with Mutt on the BetQL Boston podcast, find it wherever you get your podcasts, uh, about how I want to approach every Patriots game for the most part going forward. Okay. Um, and until proven otherwise, I'm kind of just going to bet the Patriots team total under. Um, this week in particular, it's 19 and a half. I don't think they're getting to 20 points. Uh, I'm going to take the under on that all day. And so basically because I can't uh, – here's the thing. Is after watching that Jets game, I've decided that the defense is championship like caliber and they can win you games. But I just don't know exactly when those games will happen. Like I don't know – could the Minnesota game be one? Yeah, because I think Minnesota is kind of a fraud team. I think there's a lot of fraud teams out there right now, Minnesota being top of the list. Um, and so could the defense win? Yes. But if they if they do win you the game, the Patriots offense still isn't going to score a lot of points. And so for me, like that's just kind of how I'm approaching it right now. It's tough. I, I, You know, again, I don't have any faith in this offense, the concepts, the quarterback, the players, nothing. I just, I, there's zero faith for me in that offense. The defense is freaking awesome. And it's a shame that there's no offense to go along with it. So, I mean, as of right now, that's kind of how I'm approaching the games. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I, I still, I still pick a side if I, if I need to, mm -hmm. but for the most part, that's as a betting angle, that's how I'm going to approach it. Andy, let me ask you this. Do you believe that the Patriots defensive ranking, which depending on which website you check after you Google NFL defensive rankings. Uh, one has them ranked second overall. Another one that I'm checking right now has them ranked second overall. So a lot of them are saying that they're a top three NFL defense right now. Do you believe that they are legitimately a top two, top three defense, period, as Sean Spicer would say, or is this a product of the garbage quarterbacks and offenses that they've played? Absolutely the latter. I mean, I think they're a good defense. Are they great? No, they're absolutely not great. And I've, I've sort of said this before, and it feels like I'm picking on him, but when I see guys like Miles Bryant on the field a lot, Tavai on the field a lot, in positions that matter, it's like, are you really great? Like, I don't know. It, I, I think teams built like the Vikings, built like the 49ers that have breadth of weapons, find those matchups and absolutely go after them. I mean, you can't discount the fact that the Patriots have played the likes of Sam Ellinger in the one week he was allowed to play, Zach Wilson as he was about to be no longer allowed to play. Like, mm -hmm. they've played Jacoby Brissett because his real quarterback is suspended for being a dirtbag. Like, that's the reality. And now they're going to play quarterbacks. Assuming Kyler Murray is out there, every quarterback they face moving forward for some window of his career has been an MVP candidate. That's the reality. 
Derek Carr has been an MVP considered caliber quarterback for a portion of his career. Tua this year, people are like, huh, is this guy kind of an MVP caliber quarterback? He's got the weapons. So done are the backup quarterbacks or the young guys trying to find themselves. They're going to face big boy quarterbacks. And I just think, I also think in this game in particular, I'd feel better about this game if they didn't get their ass, the Vikings didn't get their asses whoops by the Cowboys. Like you might have snuck up on them and gotten after Kirk Cousins and used your Judon wise Uche pressure to freak him out. He's already been freaked out. You already have Justin Jefferson saying, like, hey, how come we don't run a short passing attack? Where have we heard this before? Or maybe the Patriots. Like, if our quarterback can't uh-huh. get rid of the ball, and the difference is they have weapons. They have guys where Kirk Cousins could say, oh, you want me to just throw it to my first read? Well, the first read is Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Like, How about Dalvin Cook out of the backfield? He's like, every bit as dynamic those as are weapons. Ramondre Stevenson is. Yeah. Like, the Patriots haven't faced this kind of an offense. And I know no. they're more a theory than an execution, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Their numbers have not been as good as their talent throughout the course of the season. And that's why some people do think they're a bit maybe a fraud team. And um, so I I just think when, when the Patriots start to face these teams that have kind of weapons across the board and start to look for, oh, oh, you may do the Belichickian. You're going to take away Jefferson? Okay, take him away. And when Hawkinson has six for 96 and two touchdowns, you'll say, well, we took Jefferson away. Yeah, and you lost the game 28 to 10 or something, right? Like, right. that's the reality of these teams with the the depth. And Kevin O'Connell may have learned a lesson against the Cowboys. I don't know if he can quickly turn it around, but I think you're not going to sneak up on the, the Vikings with your pressure. I don't think that's good gonna happen yeah so that's a 30 and a uh, potentially anomalous 37 point ass whooping that the vikings just took at the hands of the cowboys now the cowboys were a two-point favorite headed into that game but i don't think anybody saw that game being as lopsided as it was so bad that the national broadcast switched over to steelers Bengals in the middle of the third quarter when you had real the a team as phil Mackey reminded us just a little while ago it was it was totally surreal And that does sort of concern me as well, thinking now they have to go back out there and prove a point. But there are some things. There are definitely some weaknesses in the armor of this Vikings team, like the fact that they're 8-2, and but they have a negative point differential. And and the fact that their defense really isn't that good, and they do give up long points. It helps when you're minus 37 in the last game you played. And they still had a negative point differential Yeah, but you're 8-2, you have six wins, and it's like... And your point differential, so your point differential was only plus thirty five as an eight and one team. It's a close league. Most games in the National Football League are, are one score games. Okay, yeah, so they're the making good is, plays, but against a defense like this, and with one score games, a lot of the time they're 50-50, Right? The to the Vikings' credit, they had won all of their one score games. Yep. I mm-hmm. think seven of their eight wins were all by one score or less. Yep, so, talented. That's no. That's what we call do for regression. Regression. Yes. <laughs> So, we so maybe they're going to regress against because one of the interesting matchups I see on paper is what's the Patriots biggest weakness, according to Belichick and everybody else, red zone offense. Right. And the worst red zone defense in the National Football League will be on the field opposite that offense on yeah. Thursday night. It, so it's not a good defense. No, no, it's not a good offense either. So it's a really bad offense. We have a slap fight. Me, 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 me. And no, no don't one get me wrong. Anything. I don't think that the Patriots will necessarily be the team to like prove, oh, the Vikings were frauds all along. But I still, I, I, I like, here's the thing the Vikings are a pretty good football team. They're not eight and too good, is basically right. where my head is. Exactly. At. However, they're 2022 eight and too good. Mm. 
Uh, that if yeah, we're going to requalify, no, but they're twenty twenty two. That's a good requalification because this league the Chiefs is are what eight upset. and two too, and the, but they are eight and two good. They're they're what eight and two you as, said we, it as we they're <laughs> yes, they're what we knew eight and two or grew up to realize or think yes. eight and two what actually Manning was. Brady those old right. you know seven eight and, and one eight and twos November they battled it. You know, no, I mean any team that like it's one thing to get your ass handed to you. It's another thing to lose forty to three and have it not feel like it's that close. Maybe the and Cowboys yes, are that good. Championship caliber teams have had the games, the the speed bumps, the the bumps in the road, if you will, along the way to titles, but never really something like that. Now, Shime, they'll be without their left tackle, Christian Darasaw, who's excellent, which means we could see a big night for the Patriots pass rush as well. And the primetime cousins thing, I know a lot of Pats fans on the table. You can say fraud squatters were like, we're not worried about it because even if it's a short turnaround. You know, Bill Belichick will figure out a way. Primetime Cousins, like 2-36, and 36, whatever. It happens for a reason. It's not just like a weird, it's not a, like a, a hole in the space-time continuum. Like There's he's a big enough sample size. Mutation. It's a big enough sample size at this point. Do you think we see him, or does that ass-whooping against the Cowboys sort of bury the primetime Cousins principle? I think it comes down to Justin Jefferson, if I'm being honest. Like, it's, it's okay, if he's manned up with Jack Jones, let's say, is he just eating Jack Jones's lunch? Because if that's the case, it doesn't matter what Kirk Cousins' primetime stats are because Justin Jefferson is just going to have a day. And if that's the case, then that's the case. But if the Patriots defense does a good job of shutting him down, doubling him left and right, and not allowing him to move around motion-wise and, and get better matchups, then maybe there's maybe there's a chance that you see primetime Kirk Cousins. But I, I, again, I just think it all stems from Justin Jefferson in this game. Uh, I also think talking about the quarterbacks, because there's some people that believe that like the high end for Mac Jones might be Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. So there's like this mm -hmm. young yep. old thing going on here. I'm in that camp. And uh, and I believe Kirk Cousins, yeah. there's a reason he loses big games. I think he craps his pants and he throws the ball, to, makes terrible decisions and or throws at some point during those games. Like he can be infuriating at times. And Mac Jones has not been good this year, but I would say the last couple weeks, we have not seen ugly Mac interceptions. Since the one against the Jets, the last two weeks, the interception mm -hmm. against the Colts, he got hit. That was going to be a pick no matter who threw it. That was just the reality. So he's taken care of the football the last two weeks. And if he does that and Cousins doesn't, because part of the formula for the Vikings' success is I think they're like plus seven, plus eight. Like, obviously, usually that's how it works. The Eagles, all these mm -hmm. teams that are good, they're at the top of the turnover ratio. But if the primetime Cousins thing is a thing and Judon is coming off, who, who, whoever the backup left tackle is, like Judon's been really good. I think that's a factor in the second half of the Patriots season. Judon this year looks like he's not going to be the disappearing act of Judon a year ago. So those are the plays like that's the fine line they live. If he can get to Kirk Cousins, pressure him physically or mentally into a bad throw. Hopefully Devin McCourty catches it this week. Hopefully Jonathan <laughs> Jones catches it this week. Right. Those are the game changers. And assuming the flip side isn't true, that Mac Jones is under pressure and he throws it up to their secondary, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt two two weeks in a row. Maybe he's kind of nipped that in the bud and, and figured that out a little bit. But um, that to me is because this is, I do think on paper, this looks like maybe a, a more of a divide eight and two versus six and four. Oh, eight and two is at home like they're the better team. Oh, they're even pissed off from a bad game. It's a little bit closer of a of a of a game based on the way they've played. But if talent wins, we all know if we pick talent, then the Vikings win, right? If we just yep. pick pure talent right. in this game, 
you're taking the Vikings. And talent sometimes does win, and the Patriots' defensive talent is better than Minnesota. So uh, I think that's but what if their defensive talent better game. than Minnesota's offensive talent. Doesn't matter if they're better than Minnesota's. Uh, that's one talent. of the fascinating angles that will. Uh, Patriots' Homer. defense does play the Minnesota offense, and that's actually where right, we. But they will don't get. See to, you said they're better than the defense. Do they ever step no. on the field together? You think uh, the Patriots' defensive talent is better than the Vikings' offensive talent? No, if so we'll I'm find, coming through we'll, my, my computer we'll, camera that says it doesn't exist. We'll find out if they're if they're on par or up to snuff with them on Thursday night. Yes, that's why that's why this is such a great litmus test for the Patriots. Cool. Can they cool. keep up? Can we rewind for you? Legitimately think the talent on the defensive side of the ball for the Patriots is better than the talent on the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings? Okay, you have Justin Jefferson, you have Dalvin Cook, Thielen, you got Hawkins, Dalvin and Cook. Yes, I understand, but Hawkins. they might have a garbage offense. Three all line, pros and a pro bowler, and their quarterback might all pee down their leg. Or on the Patriots' defensive roster, I'll hang up and listen. They don't have three all pros, but as a better collect, as, as a collective unit, they may play it better, and they oh, also Miles have Bryant's a better a coach. matchup. Oh, now I'm just going to say things to make it sound like Fitzy's dumb because this is what Andy what? does when he likes that to show Fitzy's off for dumb. shine. It's that Fitzy <laughs> said something dumb and he's going to no. stick with it. I that's what we said do the we'll find business. out if we'll said we'll find out if the Patriots defense is up to par with a top tier offense like Minnesota dumbass. Pretty sure you said the talent is better than their talent. And that right I there, didn't. I did not. Oh, you guys I are a married that. couple. It's hilarious. It's, it drives me nuts. No, you just no. You said you wanted a glass of white wine. We all flag, know you are allergic to white. Red flag. Red Careful, flag. Andy. Oh, you're gonna have IBS later. Oh, my God. Please, uh, honestly, as make as sure he, to take your as remodium. he tries to IBS all over what would have been a nice, clean, and simple ending to the podcast, where I lead into why I think the Patriots will actually win this game, and I own and I own the fact that I thought that the Jets would win last week as well. Yes. I predicted that the Jets would win last week, 19-16, 20-17, whatever it was. It would be a three-point affair. Criminally <laughs> underrating how god-awful the Jets' offense is with Zach Wilson. I still think the Jets' offense has a lot further they could go. The Patriots. And they could be a whale of a lot better as well. Loyalty Zach Wilson right here. is better. It is not. He is trying to sell back. you. My God, if people can't see this on their screen now, it's because snake oil is dripping down from the camera all the way to your keyboard. All right. I take you back. Uh, Mac Jones said this week uh, when he was talking to MFM on WEEI that they keep talking about trying to flip the switch on offense. To me, if they're ever going to be able to, quote unquote, flip this. Stop interrupting. Did no one ever tell you when you were a child and or in school that it's a bad habit? I, you know, I need to do have I'm going to buy something nice for your wife and just get five minutes with her one time and just be like, does Andy interrupt all the time? You want five minutes with my wife? Gross. No. Christmas. For Christ's sake. Ben Watson beat up a co-host on uh, the Big Ten Network this weekend because the guy said something like that. True. Wow. I missed that. I'm going to have to go back and watch oh, yeah. that later on. I claim let me wrap up the podcast, for Christ's sakes. If they can flip the switch, this might be the kind of game as well. Because while Minnesota will try to prove those points and like, oh, we're not nearly the team that we were. We're, we're more the 8-2 and two team than, as opposed to the team that lost by 37 at home. A defense like Minnesota's might be the one that Mac Jones and the offense might be able to score a couple of touchdowns against, especially going back to your point of their terrible red zone defense. So I say the Patriots don't fully flip the switch. I say they flip the switch enough. It may not be quite as dynamic as in 2006 when the Patriots lost to the Jets in a muddy affair back at Gillette Stadium. I think that one was like 16 to 13. And then the next week they went on Monday Night Football and Tom Brady threw four touchdown passes. 
uh, and they destroyed the Vikings. I don't think it's quite like that. I say Patriots do score three times, 24-23, a nail-biter. Patriots win by a point and beat Minnesota Thanksgiving night. Now I pass the baton to you, Christopher, while Andy sits in timeout corner and rethinks some of his recent decisions. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Vikings here. I just, I, I, again, I'm not, I just don't think the Patriots can score. I don't think as Andy pointed out earlier, I don't think the Vikings are going to be um, bit in the ass again uh, and caught by surprise by a good defense. So uh, I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, I'm going to say probably like, uh, let's go with, uh, 24 to nine. 24 is that three nine. field goals? Wow. Is that Nick yeah, Folk? it's three field goals. They don't even get it in the end zone. I don't believe the red zone defense in the wow. NFL. Wow. And the worst, the worst wow. offense I have seen in a long time. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings. Um, I think okay. they're the more talented team, and I think they're a little bit dangerous because they're a team with <laughs> – you're not supposed to interrupt. Um, <laughs> they're a team with aspirations. They're a team that just got embarrassed, and their their superstar receiver clearly was unhappy. And I think they mm -hmm. have a point to prove. They're at home, the short week. I think they're a little wounded, um, and, and and they're looking to just sort of show what they are. And I know there's reasons like they could struggle. The left tackle issue is a concern after you've been sacked seven times. Um, and Judon leads the NFL in sacks, so it's like, oh, well, there's something that should. I, I think they'll be ready for it. I think. O'Connell's a good enough coach. He's not going to let that ruin the game. And as I said earlier, the whole idea that, you know, Belichick can stop what he wants to stop. Well, what does he want to stop? Does he want to stop Dalvin Cook from going 80? Does he want to stop Justin Jefferson from getting a buck 80? Does he want to death by a thousand cuts? Because they can do that too with Adam Thielen catches eight balls and Hawkinson catches six. And all of a sudden they've marched right down the field. Um, so combine their offense, which, I don't think we'll embarrass the Patriots defense, but we'll score points. And I'm with you guys. I, I don't know how you can have any faith in the Patriots offense right now and like pick them. That's blind faith right now. If you pick them to score points, I kind of, well, I may be taking a leap of faith for the first time in it a is. while as a Patriots fan, as well as somebody sort of in, in the meteor, if you will. Uh, let me, let me leave on this question. Hey, if Bill Belichick, oh yeah. Score. All right. Well, you said you picked the Patriots. Interrupt this Maximus here. My score would be 27 to 13. I do think they huh. score one touchdown, but then two field goals and they lose 27, 13. They get doubled up by the better you, team. You guys have painted two miserable watches, two miserable pictures. And Andy, I would be way more into hosting the six rings post game show live on WEI right after Patriots Vikings. If my score comes out as opposed to Shimes. Or yours as well. I hate shines. Why. We don't get in the, the end zone <laughs> no. again. Two that's straight no, weeks. The offense no, doesn't get in the end no zone fun at all. No. Um, it, uh, let me ask you this question, real quick. Take if little zip take here. If Belichick decides, okay, I'm not letting Justin Jefferson beat me. Pulls the Elchersenko. Walks up to him before the game. Yeah, I'm doubling you all night. It's not happening. Um, the Vikings score or possibly have their way with the Patriots because of the passing attack or Cook. Uh, the combination of the two. I think they still have a really good... I think if you played a team that had Thielen and Hawkinson, you'd say they have a pretty good passing attack. Forget about Jefferson. And Cook is obviously a dynamic runner, so I think they can stay balanced and still whoop you. And yeah. Shime, if, if they focus on Cook and say, we're not going to let you run the ball, beat us passing, <laughs> is there any way... Yeah, I, I, they probably yeah, will. I think Justin Jefferson has 120 yards in this game. And scores? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you hear how excited he got that. Oh, oh yeah, I think to you I, this this Shame. feels like this just feels like a Shame. no no, no. You the Jets. 
I know. I was just about to remind everyone that too. This just feels like a all Pre-empto that the great. really good gusto behind Jack Jones might quiet down for a week oh, or two. Oh, I don't like that storyline. Yeah, I, like I just I think Justin Jefferson's about to eat somebody's lunch. How about Marcus Jones scores again and becomes a superstar? People, his jerseys are flying off the rack at the pro shop Friday at the Patriots pro shop Black Friday sale. I would maybe be they fine. put him on offense too. I would be fine okay. wagering that Marcus Jones scores again before the Patriots offense does. All right, oh. he put it right there. I okay. I am making your tired and turkey filled ass call into the Push. show Thursday night at like eleven thirty or midnight. If one sure. of those, like if if they offer you absolutely, I'll be to- I'll be asleep because I have to get up and work the uh, Great Hill Morning Show on Friday morning with Chris <laughs> Curtis and Ken Laird. So, oh man, I have to. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. All right. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, producer Justin Turpin has to go to the radio station and produce Mud at Night. We are done at Shine Time at Jumbo Heart at Six Rings Pod at Fitzy GFY. And of course, thank you very much at Phil Mackey, the host and director of Score North and Purple Daily, a fine Minnesota Vikings podcast. We will talk to you guys Thursday night late into Friday morning. Will it be a Black Friday in terms of a cloud hanging over Patriots Nation? Or will there be a sale on happiness as the Patriots get a big victory in the land of Skull? Tune in to find out. We'll talk to you then. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for making us part of your Patriots podcast community and more. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats from your friends at Six Rings.